0: Welcome to the Key Beauty Podcast, a love letter to all things Key Beauty, hosted by me, Ulrike, content creator, blogger, writer, YouTuber, skin enthusiast, dedicated to sharing my love of beauty products from around the world with a special passion for Asian and indie brands. Yes, it's true. We are back. And by we, I mean, you know, me with you guys so i guess it is a we today we are going to talk about summer sunscreens korean ones to be precise because Despite that massive scandal in 2022, I am still a huge fan of Korean sunscreens and I love to talk about them. There's so many new good ones out there now that I really just wanted to give you a little overview of the ones that I love at the moment and then some recommendations from influencer friends. So let's get started. Yay, I'm back. <laughs> Did you miss me? Well, I mean, I have been very active on other social media channels, but yes, this podcast has yet again gone dormant. I swear guys, this this is the big the big change now. I have committed myself to having a bit of an I guess a reboot of the podcast. I really have been wanting to bring it back and I just always kind of shrank away from it because for some reason the editing of the podcast is just so much work. I don't know if you knew this, but I just started a new YouTube channel. So please follow me, please subscribe because it's really hard to grow a YouTube channel these days and I would love to see you there. It's been so much fun and I've been almost frighteningly consistent. I have published a new video every single week. Just finished the one for this week, two days ago. And for some reason that I still haven't figured out, it is a lot easier for me to edit videos versus the podcast. Somehow, voice recording, I just set myself higher standards and tend to just edit out every single breath that sounds too weird. The thing is, my nose is constantly blocked, so I have trouble breathing. (laughs) And you can hear it on the the videos as well. I guess now that I've said it, you will probably uh, overly hear it. So I'm sorry for that if I triggered that, triggers people. But um, yeah, I just tend to edit out every single breath that sounds too loud on the podcast, which makes it. Basically, I have to edit out something every 30 seconds or so. Whereas with the YouTube videos, somehow it doesn't annoy me as much when I miss say something or just make little mistakes. I tend to leave them in more regularly than for the podcast. I really don't know why, but that's why the podcast editing always takes me such a long time. And that's also why I always kind of shrink away from recording new episodes. The recording itself is not that bad anymore, because I have learned to not be a slave to my script anymore. (laughs) The first episodes were basically 100% scripted, and I had to read out the script. And then I also had to write it, you know, a 10 or 12 page script. That always took two or three days, with all the research I have to do for certain episodes. And then The recording takes a day and then the editing would sometimes take four or five days. So um, that's the main reason, guys, why I don't, you know, why I just leave the podcast dormant. But I think having done YouTube really has reminded me that, first of all, things don't have to be perfect. And I feel the people who listen to my podcast in particular don't expect it to be perfect. I think you all know that I have a very uh, basic (laughs) setup because I still do not earn any money from this podcast. Yeah, but just in general, I've been thinking so much about recording episodes again because I do miss the podcast. I always felt that my podcast audience was really the most enthusiastic and the most communicative and I always really enjoyed that just the connection I have with you in particular who have been listening to the podcast and missing the podcast we may just be a small audience but I feel you are a very very supportive and wonderful audience so yeah the podcast for now is back now I'm super ambitious and I have this ambition to do a weekly episode again (sighs) Maybe I'm overambitious, okay? I cannot promise anything. But I want to do more than one a month. I want to at least do two per month. But again, it depends a little bit on how much I have learned to let go of my perfectionism when it comes to editing. (laughs) Because that has really been the crux for me, just the editing takes up all of my time. And at the moment, I'm really trying to work on my YouTube and really build that channel. That also takes a lot of time. And I also have to earn some money doing other writing jobs. So it's all been a little bit much already. So I don't know how weekly podcast episodes will be doable, but... (laughs) But I really want to. So yeah, the more you support me, the more I get feedback from you guys that you're excited to have the podcast back, the more this certainly shows me that it might be worthwhile investing more time and effort again into the podcast. So we'll just see how it goes once I uh, yeah get this episode out. And before I dive into today's topic, which is uh, basically an overview of my favorite and also current trending Korean sunscreens because you know that we are about to have a massive heat wave here in Germany. It's already starting today but it's gonna get worse over the weekend. I am terrified because I'm not good in heat. That of course means even if you are one of those people that doesn't use sunscreens in the winter for whatever reason, listen guys, please please use your sunscreen daily. But you know there are still people who resist it but at least at the very least now with basically sunlight without any clouds from 5 in the morning to 9.30 p.m. Please use your sunscreen in the Northern Hemisphere. (laughs) So I thought this is the perfect time and also the perfect topic to dive back into the podcast because I have been trying out a couple of really fantastic sort of post-2020 sunscreens that I think really just deserve all the hype they can get. But before I dive into that topic, I just wanted to say that the other thing I'm not a fan of in summer, apart from the heat, also the bugs. (sighs) the bugs are a problem. Apart from that, I also get the world's worst hay fever during summer when it stops raining because the pollen just kind of stays in the air forever. And this year it's been so dry in Germany that it's been a mess. So my... my voice is a little bit all over the place sometimes. It sounds a little bit uh, congested, <laughs> shall we say. So I just wanted to apologize for that too. Sometimes I get might get voice breaks and things like that. So sorry for that. And also, as I already hinted at, I'm going to try and not be super perfectionist about the recording so there might be more instances of me you know maybe mispronouncing something or stumbling over my words and it's really hard for me to leave that in but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna because I want to speed up the editing process and I really hope that doesn't bother you too much but yeah if it does I'm, I'm really really sorry it's just very hard to be perfect when you're poor you know. <laughs> Because I have to do everything myself and I don't have a lot of money to invest in equipment. So it is what it is. And if it brings back maybe a bi-monthly or even weekly podcast, maybe that's worth it not being perfect? Question mark. Anyway, I I await your feedback with bated breath. And (laughs) let's get into sunscreens from Korea for your summer. Northern Hemisphere summer and Southern Hemisphere winter of 2022. All right, so Korean sunscreens. Ooh, I don't know how many of you listened to my 2020 episode on the Korean sunscreen scandal, which I recorded very grumpily <laughs> and very reluctantly. I even, I think, titled it Reluctantly Discussing the Korean Sunscreen Scandal. Because I was just so annoyed with it and the way it was exploited by especially YouTube creators, especially white YouTube creators, fellow white YouTube creators, just for dramatic clickbaity videos, throwing their Purito sunscreens into the trash and just being... I mean, this was during the pandemic when millions of people died and people were just making such a drama out of it. I get that you are upset... Because it can be dangerous to use a sunscreen and think it will cover you in the sun. And then it turns out it actually didn't. And it can cause all sorts of problems. But still. What's that meme? That Kardashian meme? Kim, there's people dying out there. I think that really fit uh, that situation. <laughs> and my main gripe with it, as I'm pretty sure I made clear during that particular podcast episode, was that you know it was two manufacturers that were at fault. And that basically caused the scandal. Listen to that episode if you don't know what I'm talking about. It explains it all in detail. But yeah, it was basically two specific manufacturers and people then basically made a blanket statement about Korean sunscreens and even all of Korean skincare as not safe. And that to me was just demonstrably false, but also just really xenophobic. There was a lot of xenophobia going on And a lot of over-dramatization for the sake of clicks. And I'm not a fan of that. From the very first episode of this podcast and the very first moment that I started blogging about Korean skincare as a white European, I've always been hyper-aware of my role as a white person, talking about Asian skincare and Korean skincare. And I really try my hardest. I'm not sure I always succeed, but I try my hardest to... Fight against, actively fight against all the xenophobic and racist uh, misconceptions around Korean skincare. This idea that it's not safe, that it's uh, strange, that it's weird, that it's kind of gross because they use snail mucin and all of these things. So for me, it was really upsetting that we kind of just reverted back to this after the years and years of kind of getting used to Korean skincare as guess what? Just normal. Skincare. Good skincare. That is not that different from Western skincare. It's just a little bit better and usually a little bit more innovative. But they don't just use gross, weird things in their skincare. They use very normal stuff like glycerin and hyaluronic acid. And they usually actually have the same animal testing laws as here in the EU, for instance, or in America, and there are a lot of vegan and organic brands, and clean beauty is booming at the moment. Well, it comes with its own problems, but that's another podcast episode, I guess. (laughs) Me just ranting about why I don't like clean beauty. But, you know, it's not like Koreans are all monsters who don't care about animals and about the environment and who just don't care about safety. I mean, truly on the Contrary, the 2020 sunscreen scandal was a huge topic within Korea as well as soon as it hit. And the thing is that after the 2020 sunscreen scandal, so many brands really did make sure that consumers would trust them again uh, in Korea. Most of the brands that were involved in the scandal afterwards really did their homework and shopped for a safely manufactured sunscreen formula pretty much always from one manufacturer in particular. The big winner from <laughs> sunscreen scandal, Colma Korea, which is a they are a manufacturer that is specialized in sunscreen formulas and all of the sunscreens that were retested during the 2020 sunscreen scandal in Korea, the ones that were from Coma Korea, they all passed with flying colors. And so after the scandal, brands like Round Lab, uh, who else redid their Formula Purito, um, all sorts of Claire's. I'm actually not sure if the new Claire's sunscreen is. Koma Korea made, but the Purita one is Beauty of Joseon. Pretty much, I would say ninety-five percent of the sunscreens on my list today that I'm going to go through in a second—they all comma Korea made. And so basically, they were the big winner. I think they even won an award from the government for being such a great company and something like that. And truly, most of the sunscreens that are popular in Korea right now all kind of have the same base formula that comes from Koma Korea. A lot of the newer sunscreens 2020, post-2020, also usually now get retested and sort of tested independently. Beauty of Joseon did that. Taiba did that that I feel Klairs did it as well, Purito did it. So there's a lot of new transparency. And again, I think it just points to Korean brands really having stepped up and understood that they have to regain the trust of the consumers And working really hard to do that. As Odile Monod pointed out time and time again during the scandal, the whole idea of saving face and losing face in front of customers is a huge deal when it comes to Asian brands. So that also is true for Korean brands. That is something you really, you don't want to lose your your honor. You don't want to live in the shame of having disappointed your customer. And so... I really don't see a reason to doubt Korean sunscreens at this point in time. Despite all the drama and all the big clickbaity videos and all the uproar. <laughs> there, to me, there's no reason to believe that this is still ongoing. It was dealt with. It was, again, two specific manufacturers who were fined. They weren't fined enough. They really weren't. But... They were fined, they were publicly shamed, which again is a big deal in Korean culture. And now everyone basically runs to Colmar Korea, who had never, ever, ever had a scandal around their sunscreen ratings. On the contrary, every single one of them, even before 2020, always passed testing and retesting, UV testing and retesting, also from independent sources. So yeah, um, let's all just go back to trusting Korean sunscreen. Because the thing is... They are amazing. They are incredible. All the newer generation sunscreens that I've tried so far. Oh my God, are they amazing. Listen, yesterday I went for a walk and I got myself a sunburn. Guess what? I wasn't wearing a Korean sunscreen for the first time in ages. I'd actually bought a German drugstore sunscreen from Rossmann. If anyone from Germany listens, that's a big drugstore chain here in Germany. It was highly, highly recommended by German skinfluencers. So I thought, you know what? I'll give it a try. It's only five euros. Well, um, I got burned. <laughs> I got burned for the first time in years, in years. And I go on a walk every single day. Every single day since the pandemic, I've done a one-hour walk in the afternoon, in between work spurts. And uh, yeah, I was red. My my ears were burned. And yes, I had of course put sunscreen on my ears, and I used the same amount every time. This has never happened to me with a single Korean sunscreen. Not even the. Listen, not even the Claire's UV Essence, which we all know only had an SPF of 19. (laughs) So yeah, I would say I'm going to go back to my Korean sunscreens, to be honest, or the European French, the pharmacy ones from Europe are also fantastic. But the European pharmacy ones, they're trustworthy and I love to use them when I'm outdoors for a really long time, hiking or just being at the lake or the beach or going swimming or anything like that, because I am actually quite sensitive to the sun, so I can get an allergy, an allergic rash if I'm out too long. If I don't wear really strong, strong, strong outer sunscreen. The thing is their textures even if they try really, really hard and they have gotten better compared to my traumatic childhood <laughs> where the sunscreens are just terrible they're still not as good as the Korean ones. The textures of Korean sunscreens are just very special. Ugh, but let's stop all my rambling. <laughs> 20 minutes to just say, guys, please, please return to trusting Korean sunscreens. Let's go to uh, actually me introducing you to my little list of trustworthy and also truly spectacularly fantastic well formulated Korean sunscreens, most of them new generation, so from sort of 2021 ish. And I, yeah, just wanted to share it with you so that hopefully you get some inspiration. Now, the list I've basically divided it into three parts. First, I'm going to introduce you to sunscreens that I myself have tried and that I love. Those are most of the ones I want to talk about today. And then I wanted to also introduce you to a few sunscreens that some of my skinfluencer friends highly recommend, because I think those are very trustworthy sources, and those are on my wish list, actually. And then I also wanted to add three sunscreens that again I haven't tried but that are super popular in Korea and I feel we can trust a Korean consumer if something is a bestseller there especially in the sunscreen category it's gotta be good. Okay let's get started with the sunscreens. Korean sunscreens that I've already tried. Actually some of them I've already emptied and am about to repurchase because I love them so much and that I really just think are pretty much some of the best sunscreens I've tried in in a long long time. They're just ugh, I love of the next five sunscreens that are on the list. Love, okay? So the first one I want to talk about is, I would say, pretty much my favorite. Maybe my second favorite. It's kind of hard to... All of these five, especially four of those five, it's almost hard to pick one absolute favorite, but this one is high, high on the list. I have reviewed it on my blog, so if you want the full ingredient list and a breakdown of the filters and see some pictures of what the texture looks like, please check out the blog post. I will put it in my episode notes, which is also on the blog where you get all the purchase links and all of the background information, all the links. And it is the Beauty of Joseon Relief Sun Rise Plus Probiotic Sun Cream. It has SPF 50 plus and PA quadruple plus, like pretty much every single one of the sunscreens on the list. This sunscreen is Colmar Korea made, so tick for that, because we love to see it. It uses four sunscreens filters. Three chemical ones and one hybrid one. So the hybrid one is a chemical mineral mix which does mean that it has a tiny teeny teeny mini 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 bit of a white cast. Now I personally didn't find the white cast that bad, but I also have to of course say that I'm quite pale, so please refer to darker skin creators uh, when it comes to trying to find out if it will work on your dark skin. Here are the reasons why this is such a fantastic sunscreen. First of all, most importantly, it is very affordable. Beauty of Shosun really does well when it comes to giving you very affordable formulas. This usually retails around 13-ish dollars. You almost always find a sale for this on any of the larger shopping platforms that uh, ship internationally. And given that it is so affordable, 50 ml for around $13, it is really, really good. It just ticks all the boxes. First of all, the texture is so, so pleasant. It is quite moisturizing, but mostly I would say a hydrating formula. It doesn't leave the skin greasy. It feels more like a very light fluid almost. And I really found it very comfortable to wear and also to reapply for my combo skin. I think if you have very oily skin it might be a tiny bit too rich potentially. But otherwise I think this works very well for all skin types. And this is also alcohol and fragrance-free, which is something that is quite hard to find when it comes to Asian sunscreens. So that also ticks a lot of boxes for sensitive skin people. Truly, this one I would always very happily recommend for people with sensitive skin. It does contain fermented ingredients. Some people don't do well with fermented ingredients, so just be aware of that. I really love fermented ingredients because they really help skin barrier health and they also have a bit of a brightening effect on the skin. I can't say that this sunscreen really does anything in terms of brightening but I also don't really necessarily need that from my sunscreen. What I need is that it has a nice pleasant texture and this one really does and that I can trust it and I absolutely do. Colma Korea made. That's all I need to know at this point. And it doesn't feel pasty or too white casty. And this one certainly doesn't. I personally really don't think it has a strong white cast. But again, make sure if you have dark skin to check with darker skinned uh, creators. Yeah. So this one, just fantastic. Elegant texture. Maybe a tiny bit too rich for very oily people, but combo skin people will do very well with it. If you have very dry skin, then I have another better recommendation for you. But otherwise, pretty much an everyday sunscreen for pretty much all skin types. Now the next sunscreen, this one is, it's interesting to me because not many people talk about this sunscreen. Uh, It is very popular, I believe, in Korea. But outside of Korea, I don't hear many people talk about it. I actually received this as a giveaway Win from Make Prem. It is a Make Prem or Make Prem. I think it's Make Prem. A wonderful brand that I have not tried a bad product from them. Everything I've tried from them so far, I've loved. I think, <laughs> I think the reason why Western skin influencers don't talk about the sunscreen and about this brand, I think it's because they don't really send PR and they don't really care very much about Western skin influencers. <laughs> so, <laughs> I honestly think that's the reason. Sorry no offense, but I do notice a certain pattern with the uh, large name influencers here in the West when it comes to K-beauty or Asian beauty. They all kind of talk about the same things and it's usually where they get either paid to talk about which is no problem. I mean, if anyone ever wants to pay me to talk about certain brands on YouTube, I'm all there for that. But I also do always pride myself in making sure that you also get to know a few brands that maybe you otherwise wouldn't know. Make Pram is very, very well known in Korea. But again, I just feel that here in the West, surprisingly few people talk about them. And this sunscreen, oh, guys, it's so good. It's so good. It really, I can never decide if this one is my favorite or the beauty of Chosun one or another one I'm going to introduce in a minute. It is the Make Prem UV Defense Me Daily Sun Essence with, again, SPF 50 plus and PA quadruple plus. <sighs> this sunscreen. Oh, I, how do I describe why I love it so much? First of all, to go through the basics, yet again, comma Korea career made. Bit of a different formula than the beauty of Joseon one. The sunscreen filters are the same four filters. Three chemical ones and one hybrid one. I feel that this one leaves less of a pasty feel or a white cast. Again, the beauty of chosen one I actually feel is almost no white cast. But this one, despite the hybrid filter, I don't think it leaves a white cast. I would love for a darker skin creator to actually try this one out, because I have a suspicion, but I of course haven't been able to test it yet, I have a suspicion that it will be okay on darker skin. It has a texture that I feel works so well for people with oilier skin because it doesn't have any oiliness to it or even any heaviness. It really just is so inobtrusive. That's the only word I can pick. It also doesn't leave any specific finish on the skin. It kind of is just invisible in the best way, because that is kind of what you want from your sunscreen. If you are annoyed with sunscreen formulas, because they always kind of do something that makes you aware that you're wearing a sunscreen, try out this one. Try it out, because I adored it. Last year in summer, that was my number one sunscreen. It is just uh, more people need to talk about this because it really is just (sighs) so elegant and just kind of at the same time sort of no nonsense. It doesn't try to be anything other than a sunscreen. It does moisturize a little bit, but not as intensely as other sunscreens. But I think that's also why it is just so, you know, everyday use. It just doesn't leave you annoyed with it in a wonderful way. It is also alcohol and fragrance free, so that's great. And yeah, there isn't really much more to say. I think it works for all skin types, just as long as you don't expect it to provide a lot of moisture. Because it has that sort of essence fluid texture. So if you have very dry skin and need extra moisture from your sunscreen that may not be the right one for you. But otherwise sensitive skin should be fine with it. Oily skin try it out. I think it could work for you. I really think this is one that could work. It doesn't mattify but it also doesn't leave you like a sort of oil slick. All right next sunscreen on the list and this one is for the dry skinned peeps. It's the super popular Round Lab Birch Juice Moisturizing Sun Cream with SPF 50 plus and again PA quadruple plus. As I say I think most if not all on my list are that rating. This I think is probably the most popular sunscreen in Korea full stop at the moment and I can absolutely see why. I have reviewed this on the blog so again check it out for you know an in-depth review plus texture shots and all the good stuff, ingredient breakdown. Around Lab, their previous version of this sunscreen did not pass testing, (laughs) failed the tests during the scandal, and they immediately took it off the market, immediately apologized, and immediately asked Colmar Korea to make them a better, more reliable formula. And Colmar Korea did just that. So it premiered in late 2020, I think, or early 2021. And since then, from the second it entered the market, it was just the biggest success. Sort of the same base formula, again, as the other two that I just mentioned. Four sunscreen filters, three chemical, one hybrid. We know the drill by now. It is alcohol-free, technically also fragrance-free. It does contain a little bit of chamomile oil, essential oil. I don't know how triggering that would be for people. I have never heard anyone really claim that it triggered their allergies. But you know, if you have allergies, just be aware. mile oil is a fragrant essential oil. But that's the only type of fragrance in there. And It is really, really moisturizing. It's in the name of the product, (laughs) but it is in fact also just really true. In fact, I would say for my combo skin, even though I really love the sunscreen, it is almost a tiny teeny bit too rich for me. Not overwhelmingly so. I don't think it makes me oily and it definitely never broke me out or anything like that. But if I have to choose between the Round Lab, the Make Prem and the Beauty of Chosun one, I would pick the other two over this one for my skin type. Now, if you have very dry skin, I feel that this is pretty much the best option for you. And pick number four is another Make Prem sunscreen. This one is a bit of a special one because it is a tone-up sunscreen. Tone-up sunscreens will not work for you if you have dark skin. Just be aware of that. I just want to make sure you don't get disappointed. That's why I preempt... this pick by explaining what a tone-up cream is, because it's not going to be what you want it to be if you have darker skin. Uh, I'm trying not to make any judgment about this, but the truth of the matter is that tone-up creams are meant to make the skin look, uh, shall we say, brighter. If I want to be uh, a little bit controversial, I would say whiter. But um, as a white person, it's not on me to judge the colorism in korea i fear this has to come from korean creators so uh, and you know it, it it is what it is <laughs> but the fact of the matter is tone up creams are always mineral sunscreens they very consciously use mineral filters that will create a pretty strong white cast. Koreans use tone-up creams as a sort of makeup base or as a way to just brighten their overall complexion. Thus a lot of tone-up creams also have an either a pinkish or a slightly sort of golden beigey but mostly pinkish hue or tone to them because that is considered to just look brighter and more youthful I guess. I do like this sunscreen a lot and it works for my pretty pale skin. It works quite well. And it is the Make Prem UV Defense Me Calming Tone Up Sun Cream. Again SPF 50 PA quadruple plus. Again call my career mate. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And it uses two mineral or physical sunscreen filters. It is alcohol free. It is fragrance free. I do feel it does give a very lovely glow. It has slightly um, sort of pearlescent pigments in there but they aren't as over the top as they are with some other tone-up creams. I also find the texture a lot more pleasant to apply than with other tone-up creams. I've tried a few and they're usually quite almost paste-like in a way that I find really unpleasant. This one I don't feel is like that. This one I find applies very nicely. I like to use it on days where I just want a little bit of a primer effect I guess on the skin where you just see everything a little bit evened out and smoothed out. And because I am already pink toned it actually works very well for my complexion. And for a mineral sunscreen, sometimes mineral sunscreens, I don't know what it is, the filters or whatever, but sometimes they make my skin itch. (laughs) I don't know why. Uh, And they sometimes also make my skin kind of heat up. This one doesn't do that. This one I find very pleasant for me with sensitive skin and sometimes trouble uh, being out in the sun for long. This is a great one to pick and one of the few mineral sunscreens that I've liked in the recent months. So if you have paler skin if you have sensitive skin if you want a mineral sunscreen if you don't mind the white cast aesthetic (laughs) and again some people actually do like it i don't think it's too white i think it still works it doesn't make me look like a complete ghost it just kind of smooths out everything a little bit and yeah if you have sensitive skin this to me is a good pick i'm just i'm sorry for my dark-skinned Listeners, I do not want to exclude you. Again, tone-up creams just are what they are. There's not much we could change about that. But I do really wish for you to finally have better options when it comes to mineral sunscreen. I am so sorry. All right, and the last pick in my list of tried and tested sunscreens that I've been loving is the... Another one where I don't know, maybe this is my favorite. I'm not sure. I just did a full review video of this actually for my YouTube. So it should be out by the time this podcast comes out. So please check it out and please subscribe because again, I'm so excited about my YouTube journey and I would love for you to be a part of it. But yeah, this is the first time I'm reviewing one product (laughs) on my YouTube channel that should tell you how much I love it. And it's the Talba Waterful Plus UV Essence Sun Cream SPF 50 Plus PA. Plus, 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 plus comma Korea Mate. Of course, <laughs> I told you pretty much 95 to 96% of all the sunscreens on my list are comma Korea Mate. And oh, this one. Okay, what can I say about this to convince you to try it? It just has this incredible texture compared to the beauty of Joseon sunscreen. It is, I feel, a lot lighter. And actually, a lot more elegant. This feels just a little bit more luxurious, I find, and it has a texture that reminds me of the Claire's UV Essence, which I know was part of the sunscreen scandal, and yes, only had an SPF 19. <laughs> This one does have an SPF 50+. It was actually independently tested. So we can trust it. We can trust Taiba. And it never gave me a sunburn. And I've used it on a couple of my uh, long walks. So (laughs) much better than that. drugstore sunscreen, that's for sure. And the texture is just... It's so hard to describe. (laughs) I struggled in my video as well. I would say it really just has an elegance to it. It feels moisturizing, but not as overwhelming as... For me, again, with my combo skin, not as overwhelming as the round lap sometimes does. It does not make me feel greasy. It does not feel overly rich. But it really just seems to smoothen and almost slightly brighten the skin. And it really leaves, dare I say it, zero. And I mean zero white cast. Which makes sense because it does use only chemical filters. The formula is a little bit different from the other three chemical ones that I've already mentioned. It uses five filters and yeah none of the hybrid filters. So really it can't leave a white cast because there's no mineral filters in there at all. And I really think this one could work for you if you have darker skin. Again, Maybe see if a dark skinned creator has tried it. But from how I've used it. And having used it on my skin where do do notice when something has a bit of a white cast, even though I am pale, you do notice it. just the texture is a bit different then. I don't think this can leave a white cast. And it just really disappears into skin. It's pretty much transparent. And it has sort of a fluid-like texture that just feels more elegant, I feel, than all the other sunscreens on my list today. Yeah, I think if I had to pick a favorite, this would be it. The only thing about it is that... <laughs> (laughs) It's a little bit more expensive, but you often can find sales on this because it is super, super popular at the moment in Korea. So Olive Young often has a sale and Stylvana and YesStyle also often have sales on this and this one really comes highly recommended. Now it does contain a little bit of alcohol and it does contain a couple of fragrant essential oils. So if you have sensitive skin, then the other four sunscreens are probably a better pick. But otherwise, if that doesn't bother you and it didn't bother me and I don't think it affects the formula negatively, to be honest, as long as you're not allergic, it really is a fantastic sunscreen. So those were my five personal favorites that I have tried. And now let's talk about a couple of sunscreens that i may not have tried but i know that a lot of my skinfluencer friends love them and the first one on the list is another mineral sunscreen and i really really want to try this one it's just sometimes a little bit pricey i'm still waiting for that perfect deal to (laughs) snatch it up and it's the dr g green mild up sun plus with spf 50 plus pa quadruple This is a purely mineral sunscreen. It is not a tone-up cream. And in fact, I have heard that apparently the white cast from this is minimal, which is one of the reasons why it is so, so popular. One of the most popular, all-time most popular sunscreens in Korea. It has been updated, I think Uh, Independently from the scandal, I don't think it was embroiled in the scandal from what I remember. The new formula, I think, changed, just switched up a couple of things and is a little bit more hydrating from what I've heard. Still has the same surprising elegance to it. And of course, it's Colmar Korea made, (laughs) which probably is why it's such an elegant formula because Colma Korea just knows how to create elegant sunscreen formulas. I mean, truly. There's a reason why all the popular sunscreens right now are Korea-made. This again is a mineral or physical sunscreen, and it uses surprisingly only one mineral filter. But it also has a very interesting addition—an ingredient that I'm going to mispronounce because <laughs> I tried yesterday. I tried to practice, and I just messed it up every time. So it's called Bertel jar. <laughs> Buttle Jar Officinalis Flower Extract. This, now Inky Dakota lists it as a UV filter. I think it is not an actual filter, but it is an ingredient that boosts the efficacy of other filters. And it also is an antioxidant, described as a free radical scavenger, which I kind of loved, on one of the sites where I did my research on this very interesting ingredient. And it apparently really helps to absorb... UV rays and sort of make sure that they aren't harmful to the skin. So it is kind of like a filter, but I think officially it it doesn't count as a filter. It was a little bit confusing, but it helps if it is in a formula, it helps the UV filters to work more efficiently and boosts their efficacy. And yeah, that's the only two filters in there. But again, it passed retesting. It is has been seen as safe. A lot of soldiers in Korea actually use it, apparently. It's very popular with soldiers. And it has a slightly green tint that helps if you have redness issues. Fragrance-free, alcohol-free. It just sounds fantastic. And I think it could be a good option for those of you especially who don't do well with chemical sunscreens, because it just sounds like it's a very mild formula. Moisturizing, but not too heavy. So it also should work for pretty much all skin types. Another sunscreen that I keep hearing only good things about, but I myself haven't tried it yet, is the Isntree Hyaluronic Acid Watery Sun Gel with SPF 50+, plus PA quadruple, Plus. This is, I think, not that popular in Korea itself, but it is super popular among K-Beauty, English-speaking global K-Beauty influencers. And I think pretty much without Isntree having had to do much to promote it. They might have sent out PR, I'm not even sure. But most people where I've seen reviews have actually bought it themselves because it just kind of spread like wildfire how amazing it is. This is a chemical sunscreen. I believe it's Colmar Korea made. I couldn't find out, because the way I usually find out, by the way, just a little tip, if you want to find out the manufacturer of a, prom, a product, you can look it up on the Olive Young Global website, because they always, in their description, always give you the manufacturer. But the Isntree, this Isntree sunscreen isn't sold on Olive Young Global, so <laughs> I couldn't find out. I'm sorry, but I believe it is also called my Korea made because honestly, again, most of these types of formulas, the emulsion like, fluid like, very elegant formulas, are usually called my Korea made. <laughs> so, this one, the reason why so many people like it, first of all, it is fragrance free, alcohol free. It uses six, that is six sunscreen filters five chemical one and then again that hybrid one the main reason why so many people love it is because it has a very light texture almost well it's in the name almost sort of watery reminiscent a little bit from what i've seen of the i don't remember which misha sunscreen it was i just remember it had a green cap I think it was called UV Essence. And it really always had a very watery texture. That one actually used alcohol to make it that watery. The Isntree one isn't quite as watery. Because I don't think that's possible to create without a little bit of alcohol in there to dissolve the filters. But it is more liquid compared to all the other sunscreen formulas that I've just recommended to use. So I think this could be a really great one. Especially for oily skin and for combo skin. It is moisturized and hydrating. It does contain hyaluronic acid, but probably not as rich as especially the birch juice sunscreen. But from what I've heard, it is just really fantastic and very low chance of having a white cast as well. All right. And lastly, uh, three sunscreens that I don't know if many skin have tried them yet and I haven't tried them, but they are very, very popular in Korea and consistently top the bestseller list in the sunscreen category at Olive Young. I also know that Director Pai, who is a very famous, very reputable I think she was a beauty editor and now has her own YouTube channel. She was very active during the sunscreen scandal and really put sort of took all of the brands to task during that time. Director Pai rates all of those very highly, so I feel you can trust especially her recommendation. Their first one is the Cynic Enjoy Super Mild Sun Essence. SPF 50+, PA quadruple plus. This one, guess what? Not manufactured by coma Korea. The manufacturer is Cosmeca. And I must admit, I don't know that much about Cosmeca and didn't find out that much. However, this one is specifically Director Pi recommended. Has been retested. She says she has seen the test results and trusts the test results. The reason why this one intrigues me so, so much predominantly, apart from the formula sounding very, very good, alcohol-free, fragrance-free, and it uses six filters, five chemical ones, and then that hybrid one again. Apart from that, it is also so, so affordable. At the moment, it's not on sale at Olive Young, but for months and months and months... You could get it for... It was something like 8 or $9. Truly so, so cheap. Even more affordable than the Beauty of Joseon one. And it just sounds like a very similar formula. Again, that fluid-like, emulsion-like, lightweight. Maybe quite similar to the Make-Prem one that I really like. The UV Sun Essence. But a little bit more, um, more affordable. So definitely one that I'm very, very keen to try. And that I would be happy to recommend to you as well. Even though I haven't tried it yet... Because I know a lot of very reputable people from Korea that really like it and endorse it, and then I thought I'd also add uh, some stick to my recommendations, because sun sticks just are really great for reapplication. A lot of people struggle with how to reapply. Oh, I forgot to say, guys, if you struggle with reapplications, the sunscreen to go for is the Talba Waterful Essence one, because that one, I say that in my YouTube video as well, that one reapplies like a dream, even over makeup because it is such a melty transparent formula. For me that is the best one if you want ease of reapplication. Okay, but let's get back to that sunstick. The one I want to recommend is the Abib Tone Up Sunstick SPF 50 Plus PA Quadruple Plus. I have heard only good things about this, and it consistently tops the bestseller lists in Korea and has done so for at least two years now. And it was never embroiled in any scandals or anything. Not comma Korea made, <laughs> manufactured by Intercos. And again, I don't know that much about that specific manufacturer. The formula is pretty simple, it contains six chemical sunscreen filters. So it should be pretty much white cast free, I'd say. And it is alcohol free, fragrance free. It does have quite a few oils in it, so it might be quite rich. But I have seen Eunice use it to reapply her Um, sunscreen. And she, I think, has more combo skin. And it works very well for her skin. Can't say whether or not it works for oily skin. But up to oily combo skin, I would say this should work quite well. And yeah, the only thing I always wonder about the sunsticks is, especially if you reapply them over makeup, how? hygienic is that? If you've used sunsticks, let me know. But otherwise, I think this is a good one to just have on the go and to just have with you for reapplication. And here comes the last pick from that ultimate Korean sunscreen list for your summer 2022. And it is Director Pi endorsed. After the scandal, she decided to work with Etude House or a more Pacific, more broadly, to develop a couple of sunscreens that could be safe for the consumer. Now, hmm, I have heard Odile Monot say more sort of critical things about this supposed collaboration. And I fully get her point because the thing is, this wasn't by more pacific this is just the same (laughs) again call my korea mate base formula that looks very similar to all of the other sunscreens with the same chemical filters and the same setup. And she did a mineral one and a physical, uh, a mineral one and a chemical one. The mineral one I would not recommend because Odile says that apparently it is very, it has a very bad texture, very white casty and very paste-like and doesn't spread well at all. She said it's it's really not a good formula. So, for mineral sunscreens, I would go with the Dr. G. Or if you're pale, then the uh, Make Prem Tone Up Cream is also very, very good. But the chemical sunscreen does sound actually very promising. So, it's called the Etude Sun Chung X Director Pies Moisture Sun Cream with SPF 50 PA quadruple Plus. It is alcohol free, fragrance free, and uses the same for... I forgot to write it down for some reason. I think I just got tired. (laughs) I'm so sorry. But I think it's the same four or five filters with one hybrid filter. And yeah, it's probably another great one for, I would say, probably more dry skinned. Seems very similar to the Birch Juice one. So yeah, if you can get that one on sale, it can be a good choice, I think. Though again, I don't know if Director Pi really quote unquote developed it. That's the only thing I think that, Modo was kind of saying is maybe a little bit misleading. So there you have it. Yay! <laughs> all the sunscreens that you could need for all skin types. I hope I didn't forget anyone's needs and wishes when it comes to the list of Korean sunscreens that are all wonderful, trustworthy, and really deserve the hype that they Get. And to me, this sunscreen scandal really just proved actually the resilience and adaptability of the Korean beauty industry. I don't think Western, the Western beauty industry would have reacted as fast and as thoroughly and would have managed to come back like a phoenix out of the ashes with all these crazy good new sunscreen formulas, instantly adapting to what the consumer wants in the same way as the Korean brands have and especially the amazing Korean manufacturer Seriously, round of applause for Colmar Korea. I'm weirdly fangirly about Colmar Korea. It's a bit strange, because it's just a company. But I just think they just... (laughs) They came out of this insane scandal with so much integrity. And again, none of their sunscreens had any problems passing. And they just are the big winners of this scandal. And I just think that's so cool. (laughs) I don't know. They're just like, wow. If you go to all those other manufacturers then they screw you over what can we say we won't screw you over and they didn't you know they just invented all these incredible formulas so I hope that you enjoyed this episode that you maybe found some new product recommendations for the uh, upcoming at least European heat wave I don't know what it looks like in your part of the world let me know Uh, in general as I said in the beginning of the episode I would love to hear whether or not you would be excited for for this podcast to come back a little bit more regularly. And uh, always love to see interactions with you on Instagram. I am on Instagram, it's at Sugar Peaches Loves. Where else can you find me? Well, I have a blog, of course, which is called Sugar Peaches Loves, and the URL is sugarpeacheslovesnet. You also find all of that in the podcast descriptions. I always do episode notes with all the necessary purchase links on my blog. So I would love for you to check that out. If you do plan on buying any of these sunscreens and you want to support this Podcast project and my work as a content creator. It's always really helpful if you use the affiliate links from those episode notes for your purchases because then I let it get a little bit of a commission. So thank you so much if you do that. You can, if you want, also buy me a virtual coffee as a thank you for the episode on Ko fi. Again, that link is also usually in the podcast description. That is totally optional, but of course it does help. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Also, if you do want to support my newest venture on youtube then please check out the channel i'll also link it in the podcast podcast description and uh yeah where else can you find me those are the main ones i would say if you like this podcast please consider giving it a five-star review that also really really helps for us smaller podcasts to even be noticed at all (laughs) In <laughs> today's world, there's so many huge name podcasts from celebrities and whatnot. It's getting harder and harder to be seen. So that always helps to be reviewed, get a five star review, also to be shared and recommended on social media. That also always helps. But otherwise, I just hope... Hope you enjoyed the episode, and I really hope that we can do this more regularly again. And yeah, I can't wait for this renewed journey as a podcaster. And hope to see you in the next episode. And until then, happy masking, layering, and pat, pat, patting. Bye. Take care, and thank you. Bye.